Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast, authentic conversations with some of today's most profound spiritual teachers and thought leaders, empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and embrace all facets of the human experience. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I am just on a good one right now. <laughs> I'm on a good one. I just came back yesterday from Desert Hearts Festival in the middle of nowhere off the grid here in Southern California and this is my sixth time teaching at this festival and over the past four years it's just evident like this is my family and so I could tell I'm getting older going to this festival and festivals in general. I taught three kundalini yoga classes which were so potent and amazing and it's always my favorite to see the people who attended my class throughout the rest of the festival and just we recognize each other. We just glow, and it's the best. I love teaching at festivals. It just, uh, it's where my soul really thrives. And this time around, I was like such a grandma, and I was going to bed like every night at like 10.30 at night, but I needed to catch all my sunrise sets, and it was just so magical. I was with my Burning Man family and my soul tribe, and it just became evident, like, Wow, things are hilarious and it's amazing to see how much of a transformation I've had over the years. And this episode, uh, I can get so I get so emotional thinking about it. This episode is probably one of the most special episodes for me personally. Uh, my guest today on this episode is Ryan Fontana and I went to college with this beautiful soul, this empowered man and the definition of, of Shiva here and I love Ryan so much he was one of my very first friends when I transferred to Chapman and we'd party together and all of our mutual friends and I remember we would just like look at each other and I, I felt at that moment and in those moments that like we both knew that we were going to be serving a larger purpose and so the fact that we're both in the self-help world and we've seen each other grow, he's seen me at my rock bottom. He was one of the few people who held space for me, like really was there for me when I was going through my difficult LSD trip. He was, he was by my side and just, he just held space for me and he just recognized me and he's like, we got this. And I talk about it a little more in this episode, but it just makes me so emotional just because after being at Desert Hearts this past weekend and... Just being able to really reflect a lot lately about how far I've come and where I'm going and how I'm continuing to show up and continuing to thrive and continuing to just be me. It's just so amazing to watch and to see the people that you love and to see the people that have grown with you and see where they're at. It's just so special. And so Ryan is... A gem. He's an artist and he's an adventurer and he's a transformational coach and he was touring around the world as Sex Panther. He was a part of this DJ duo and he was always on the decks. You'll hear more about our fun college stories in this episode. It's really fun. Uh, but he had this like massive spiritual awakening when he was partying nonstop and he realized that the rock star life everyone thinks they want really wasn't authentic to him anymore. So I remember this so vividly when he just packed his bags and he left and 
went to Southeast Asia and got sick from food and food poisoning and all those things. And he just left behind everything just to really find himself. And I remember when he was going through it, it was when I was going through it myself. And so it was just amazing to realize at that moment, like, wow, I'm not alone. And here's someone that I really love and care about that's going with through it too, even though we're on, we're not doing it together. We are doing it together. And so essentially I've just seen this man just really like grow up and show up and now he's so passionate about really helping people really find their path of awakening and you know especially because we were both in the dance music community like it's amazing to see how that really initiated us to be where we are and who we are today so Again, it's just this episode is so special to me just because it's living proof for me just to see how far I've come and just to see how we're going and where we're going and that there are no accidents and the fact that I went to Chapman and to run into and meet this man and be on this journey with him. I'm just it just blows my mind time and time again. And what I'm so proud of Ryan is that He's teaming up with Preston Smiles to hold space for conscious men in their new group. Well, in their group, it's the third time running called Man Cave. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. But essentially, we're just seeing how these men are really coming together to honor sacred masculinity and to honor conscious brotherhood. And the men need help right now, and they're here to support each other. And as a woman and someone who's so passionate about this work and being well growing up as one of the boys and healing my own inner masculine to embrace more of my inner feminine it's just so nice to see that someone I care about is really hearing the call and taking initiative and doing it he's just doing it so it's just really amazing to see the evolution of our lives and to see you know that you can have there are second chances and third and fourth and fifth and you can really come back and really be like hey this is my life and this is how I'm choosing to live it and you know just really seeing him for where he is as he's up leveling and seeing the impact he's making on people's lives I just get so emotional because that's all I want for my friends is just to really excel and to grow and to thrive and Ryan is the epitome of living proof of that so I'm beyond thrilled and grateful for this man and for God and the universe for putting him in my life and having him be such a huge and pivotal and integral part of my human experience because he's one of the very few people I still talk to from school, let alone someone I still talk to from school that I can talk to and it's not like I'm speaking another language or so many people think I'm losing my fucking mind time and time again because... Of the things I say that just like goes over their head, right? So I am so excited about this episode. And we talked a lot about what's happening in the microcosm of our own gener- of our own journey is really happening a lot in the collective too. And so we've all been able to transcend our own Messiah complex. Like I'm the one that's going to save everything, the martyrdom, all of that. And it's just really amazing. So we're talking about that. We talked about mental health and mental illness in the music community just because we were both part of it and it's something we saw a lot and we recorded this just days after um, Avicii passed away who was someone who played a pivotal role in our lives in our early 20s and it's just still trippy it's fucking trippy but 
you know, there's, there's a divine purpose to it all. And it's conversations like this that we're able to have after such unfortunate events. But we have a new guardian angel watching us and just really talking a lot about like how we are responsible for the reality we are creating. And so again, this episode is just so great. This is why I'm so stoked to have conscious men on here so I can have these conversations with, with the boys and with the men and just to really share each other's medicine and honor each other for where we've been and where we're going. It's just so amazing. So if you love this episode, I would love to hear from you. Share with us what was some, a big takeaway you got from this episode. Leave your reviews on iTunes. I'm working on building this community, and it takes so much to do this, and it's been so amazing to run into so many of you and hearing your favorite episodes or what you've taken away from the podcast, and I really appreciate it. And the offer still stands. Anyone who leaves a review on iTunes and sends me a screenshot to hello at shamanasagadasa.guru. Everything's below in the show notes, including the link to see from the website deeper into what we're doing. You, but essentially, if you send a review, you'll get my latest ebook, Sadna, which is valued at $39 for free. And so just leave a review. Let us know how much you love the podcast, what you want to see more of. And I'm working on constantly up-leveling and supporting you guys through these episodes and to just really keep bringing on amazing people. And if there's people you want me to bring on, let me know. Like, I'm here for you. I'm having these conversations for you guys and spending the time to really show up for you and for the society that we're building. And we also have a Facebook group going on. And so it's all exciting. Everything's in the show notes. And if you want to... Be part of Man Cave if you're a cosmic dude that's listening or if you want to share with your man. They are accepting applications until the end of the week and you can get $150 off by using this coupon that is below. And also as you use this coupon, it is Ryan Cave 150 with the R and the C capitalized. You save $150, and that $150 goes back to the Sovereign Society podcast. So there's a lot of things I want to up-level here, um, but it does take some monetary uh, donations and support. So if you want to support the cause, holla. I appreciate you. Sign up for Man Cave. You can leave a love donation um, at my website, sabrinariccio.com. And there are so many other things that I'm putting together to really help support this podcast, to take it to the next level and really just hone in on it because I do all this work by myself and it takes a lot of work, but I'm so committed to sharing these amazing conversations and these teachings to you guys because I this is part of my dharma. It's just to really up-level people through communication. Fucking Gemini, right? But uh, <laughs> it's amazing. But this journey of transformation that Ryan and I have both have had and experienced and witnessed together is so beautiful. And I'm really excited for you to hear more about it. So check him out. He's the Soul Panther now on Instagram. And it's just... Uh, it's so amazing to watch him. I just watch him and I'm like, God, like this is amazing. I love this guy so much. And so we're already on chapter 38 of the Sovereign Society podcast. And so I would like to offer you and share with you chapter 38, 
The Truth Behind Contrast and the Uprise of Conscious Brotherhood with my dear, dear, dear brother and friend, Ryan Fontana. Thank you so much for your love and support. Let us know what you think and share with your friends and enjoy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I am beyond thrilled, beyond, 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 beyond thrilled for this conversation because this is my brother here. I have uh, the amount of love I have for this man here. I, my heart, I'm like getting choked up. I've seen him. He's seen me when like we were two lost kids at Chapman University yep. trying to figure out what is life? What is the meaning of life? And so today's guest is Ryan Fontana. And uh, man, to see the evolution of this man, and I know he's seen my evolution, and just to see where we're going and how we are stepping up to really, we are hearing the call to speak up, to show up, to live authentically, to live with integrity. I think more than anything is just living with that integrity. And so I'm just so excited for him because you're going to hear so much about his transformation, but like I've seen it for the past eight years. And so it's just been amazing to watch. He's seen me at my absolute rock bottom. <laughs> he's seen me. He's seen me in all the layers and all of the colors of Sabrina and He's one of the few people I still really connect with and talk to from school that are like, okay, we're on the same frequency. We're on the same, we're on this train together and we're just like soaring up. And so I'm just so grateful. And this is why I'm so stoked. I have fucking men on this podcast now. Yes, because there are so many amazing men in my Woo. life. And I just really am so excited to be showcasing more of their stories, their journeys, and how they've reclaimed their sovereignty and are just really showing up in the world doing incredible things. So Ryan, thank you so much for being here and for being you. Thank you, Sabrina. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, we have really, really been through quite the transformation, you know, watching yours and also mine. It's really cool that we get this opportunity to drop in about it. Mm, yes, are you hearing me? Can you hear me? I feel like we're so high vibe that this like that our video keeps getting cut out. It's amazing. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I just would love for you to share a little bit about your story because you started like. Well, first of all, he was the president of his fraternity. Let's just go there. And then he was like the cool DJ on campus. And then he was touring the world as Sex Panther. Yeah. And then the shift happened. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything you said was is true. You know, I mean, I, I grew up my whole life and I was always, um, I always wanted to be like this like cool party guy. And, you know, with president of the fraternity or I just, I was just turned on by certain things. And, you know, when I got out of college, I started, you know, a DJ duo called Sex Panther and was touring around the world, like really quickly. And I did that for like four years and it was awesome. It was one of the most fun periods of my life for sure. Uh, it was like my childhood dream came true, you know, to be like a, a rock star and to live that lifestyle. And it was everything I thought I wanted. 
<laughs> and then the universe had different plans, you know, had different plans for me. And I, um, I started to have a bit of a spiritual awakening that came through my body shutting down. After a night of drinking, I would wake up the next morning and I would feel this tingly numbness sensation in my lower back. And this sensation would build and creep up over my, the top of my head to my face to the point in the attack in which I couldn't move my mouth or my, my eyes. I felt like I was having a stroke. Mm. And I went to the hospital a couple times for it. I had about 13 attacks over the course of a year. And finally, on the last one, I'll never forget, I was in the ambulance in Vegas after a show that we played. And it was the worst attack I had yet. And I remember laying there in the stretcher in the, in the ambulance going, why do I keep doing this to myself? Like, why don't I just listen to my body and just stop drinking? And so I did. And that was the first time that I was going and playing shows completely sober. And I was finally able to see the energies I was surrounding myself with, with the relationships I was kind of creating in my life and more importantly, the man that I was becoming. And it was a really clear wake up of like, wow, this I'm not actually I am just as secure as I was in the beginning, even though I'm famous and successful or whatever you want to call it. And there was just a different sort of authenticity and realness to who Ryan Fontana actually was beneath the facade of sex panther. And it got to a certain point where I just couldn't, I could no longer ignore the calling or the feeling. And I just had to walk away from that career. So I, you know, told my management, my agency and my partner that I was going to go travel for a bit. And I just pieced out, basically. And it kicked me off on an incredible journey and a really challenging three years, what I call the dark night of the soul. And uh, it's actually led me, it's kicked me out only about a year ago to the point now where I'm living a way more fulfilled and authentic life than I ever have. And I'm serving powerfully and, and helping to usher in a higher consciousness, not just, not just for myself, but for my, my friends, my family, and for the world at large. And that is an incredible feeling. Oh, I can cry. I'm just so proud of you. It's been so amazing to see this transformation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was just talking to a girlfriend before jumping on this call, and we're just talking about, you know, she's a starseed too, who's like seeing what's going on in the world. And there's so many men right now that just, I, we can see that they need and they're ready for that support and that love. And so I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing with Preston and everyone with Man Cave and just your overall authentic expression of who you are and what you know you are here to help serve. Because right now there's a time where things are shifting. And I know you probably feel that too. Oh yeah. yeah I feel, I feel like the old, the old structures uh, that, you know, they, they served us to a point, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like to look at it culturally. This is something that's been blowing my mind a bit where I find that what happens in the microcosm in our, in our own journey individually is happening in the collective as well. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? as we go through the first stage of like survival, you know, and we move into higher stages like, um, you know, socialization, community and achievement, we then break through into the higher realms of needs, which are self-actualization. And I feel like as a society, 
we went through all those stages, you know, like World War II time in the 40s, like we were going through survival. We keep going through the 70s into socialization. And as we get into the 90s, when the economy was booming, we were in that esteem sort of uh, achievement phase of like, look at all we've built and look what we can do. And let's like create a bunch of materialism stuff. It was all like what was inspired at the time. But we get to a certain point, just like we did in our own lives and careers, where it's not actually fulfilling and it needs to shift and change. And it's how quickly you let go of the old and embrace the new and what wants to come through because that's, that's the journey right there. And that's what we're doing. I feel like collectively is there's a lot of holding on to the old ways mm -hmm. and it's very clear that we need to shift. And that's what all of us are feeling and, and trying to anchor in, uh, mm -hmm. in this reality. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I definitely feel like that shift has to happen because, um, Things are even like structures and systems are shifting the way we have been taught of how light works or consciousness is based off of these older books and things like that. But we are constantly going through these upgrades like we are upgrading at a rapid fucking rate right now. Like anyone that I talk to that is conscious and aware and is part of like my small tribe of light leader star seeds, they're like, dude, these shifts are fucking intense right now. We are shifting into that because we are literally transmuting the old codes from these older dimensions, from these older ways of being, because a lot has shifted since the 2012 Mayan calendar too. So I feel like the part of us to really move forward to really be successful with that, with that is to keep in that space of integrity. And so we have these ideas of what we think we need to be to fit in a crowd, but the more you just allow yourself to be who you are, you will be attracting more opportunities and situations and people that are in that alignment. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then it becomes the game of how many, of your unique individual pieces can you combine it to one thing that's so uniquely you that you're the only one who can do it. Right. Cause now there's like, this is the Aquarian age we are in now, the golden era, like what I like to call it. Uh, Cause I feel like the light is gold. It's more of a gold light. Um, and even chakra systems are shifting. Like everything is shifting from what we've learned and what we've known um, about consciousness and things like that. Because there's the lower frequencies and vibrations understand that language now. So it's like, how do we continue to rise up and continue to align to that space of truth in a way that is in alignment with the highest benevolence of all and to the integrity of who we are at our core. <laughs> I laugh because I love having these conversations. Um, it's really funny. Um, so yeah, I wish, I, I wish we could have had this. Uh, I wish we could have snapshotted to this. Like, if we could just fly on the wall, this dialogue between us and what you just said, and we could like video message it to ourselves back in college, like at a party. And you'd be, hey, really quickly, I want you to like see this video conversation you're gonna have in 2018. <laughs> Imagine what we would say if we looked at it. Like, like hey, yeah, hanging around the pool at the TJ Mansion, like having this conversation. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Reality is a motherfucker, huh? Yeah, it's really funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, you're one of my first men of many that I will have on the podcast. And I grew up as one of the boys and all of that. And I really understand a lot 
of the men's psyche and understanding of the men because I grew up around a lot of men, but I'm still not a man. So as a woman, I can only comprehend so much. I mean, the thing that's really different is like, yes, there is some brain chemistry and genitalia, but other than that, we are all souls here. Um, so it's really interesting because um, as I continue to up-level my... Uh, my level and awareness of consciousness and existence and um, upgrading into these uh, systems that kind of have never really been experienced before. Um, I'm in this space where I am just so open to um, hearing people and seeing people uh, for where they are, but also doing this space where I I'm not allowing myself. I choose to not um, lower my integrity or who I am or dim my light um, to be able to help other people feel comfortable. Uh, so, how are you seeing this with the men that you've been working with, and you're in like conscious men groups and things like that? How are you seeing? Uh, the trajectory and the playing field shifting uh, in life right now? Uh, be more specific so I know how to answer the question. Yeah. How are you seeing like community coming together? How are you seeing men waking up? Because there's a lot of men that are having to restructure the idea of masculinity from what they've been programmed and conditioned to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's become really clear that the, um, traditional form of masculinity that we are taught is no longer serving us or society you know like the big boys don't cry and don't be a wussy and just all this stuff that's about repressing emotions and, and acting one way and, and completely inauthentic it's one of those things the beautiful part about you know evolution is that you can't ignore truth right the truth will always rise to the surface and so it's just a matter of time as we start to shift things where men are starting to just show up for the work more because they realize that the old way they've been doing things isn't really working for them. Right. And that can look like a lot of different forms for some men, their relationship dissolves for others. They, you know, make millions of dollars and they're completely unhappy. Right. There's so many ways that it can sit, that symptoms can show up. But what is true is that the women around the world, especially conscious women are asking, begging, pleading for men to start to show up differently. Right? <laughs> You women have been showing up for the work, the inner work for a long time. And you go to any personal development thing, and it's like ninety percent. Yeah. I walk in there, and it's just like, whoa, who, who are you? Like, wow, like what a specimen. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right, follow me. Like, this is awesome. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's about doing the work. And here's the cool thing about you know consciousness, and and you know whether you're into yoga or you're into kundalini or you're, you know, you're doing seminars and workshops, the shine does not lie, right? Mm -hmm. So like the way that you look, Sabrina, like your transformation, you embody it. Like you are magnificent. Like you've transformed so much and people can look at you and just see you and be like, damn, like, what did you, like, what, what did you do? And you're like, well, let me tell you. And people, <laughs> have seen. Yeah. Yeah, have seen. how much time do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What substances are you comfortable putting in your body? <laughs> I love you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that, like, you know, like, and I've shifted so much, but the presence that I can hold now and the, and the, just who I be has shifted so much from the work I've done. And 
people can see that and then and i find people come up to me all the time and men specifically are like yo like what do you like you got something that i want and like how do i get that mm-hmm. which is beautiful because that gives an opportunity for it to be permission-based rather yeah. than like throwing it on them like this is what you need to do rather than allowing that to be the invitation uh you know to come in which is part of the free will that we are all gifted because i feel like there's going to be that that history of evangelicalism where it's like shoving it down your throat and like things like that and it's like yo that is energy that i don't want no thank you yeah part of choice too 100 percent. and i i i i've evolved in that i think we all do as healers or coaches where in the beginning, it comes from a good place. You're so excited about what you found that you want everyone to be able to have it. And so you're just trying to share it and like, don't realize the power of permission, right? And asking mm-hmm. or, having, uh, or just being the embodiment of it and letting people ask you, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of like, I feel like we go through these stages where you're like the born again Christian, but like the new age version. And it's just like, let me tell you about all this stuff, but you're not embodying it yet. You're just mm-hmm. talking about it. All right. Then there becomes the point where I feel like, I've gotten to where you, you don't even, you realize you don't even need to prove or teach anything. You just like be, and <laughs> the right people want to ask you questions. And then if, if they're open to receive, you can share or, or, or actually you, you, you just ask them questions mm-hmm. and they find themselves. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just a reflection in your holding space. And I've just come like, what I've realized is like those people that are coming to me are somewhere where I've already been. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, you- that, like you attract like clients who have the same like like shadows or mm-hmm. like patterns that you've had and mm-hmm. it's like there's this odd familiarity where they're like i'm just attracted to you for whatever reason and then you start going deeper and it's like oh you have that one too like oh wow okay this makes sense in the club we have jackets oh yeah <laughs> i love that yeah i got that from shrek i can't take credit for that one that was a childhood uh childhood, um, inner child thing. But, um, yeah, so I just, it's really fascinating for me because I've been reflecting so much, um, especially this past weekend. Um, since, you know, we were both in the electronic music world. This is why it's so great that we're in this world together. I was a music journalist when you were DJing and, um, love EDM. Yeah. Yeah. Peace, love EDM. Oh, yeah. All the days. Um, and I started that like in school, like I started that at Chapman through Coachella. It was like, I remember it was like a marketing project that I had to do with Mir and we had to do like internet marketing. And I started a blog about like, like our generation. And I wrote a whole thing about Coachella, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so the fact that like Coachella was just this past weekend out here and, um, even just the passing of Avicii, you know, and just seeing, um, I think that was the first like massive death of the community we grew up in and the community I'm still pretty active in. I'm, you know, I'm still teaching at festivals and things like that, but definitely have evolved in that space. Um, but it was the first like massive death of someone whose art really, um, helped people heal and go through a lot. Like, I mean, even before he passed, I was, I was listening to like, his uh, Armin Van Buren remix of Drowning, like that's been on my Spotify playlist as like, oh, just feel good. Like that's like a feel good thing. And having these music, these tracks and these songs that are just like, they cl- you close your eyes and I just close my eyes and I see myself back at like 
that rave or like back with like the back corner of Sahara tent with all the Chapman people, like, you know, we have those, those moments. And so I know for you, you've shifted. I mean, you talked about it earlier and how has that experience been for you to see someone who was, you know, who paved a massive road for a lot of people um, someone who's my age, who's transitioned, who got caught up in a very unhealthy um, lifestyle, because mm. that's when he got really sick. He was partying a lot, and he's he admitted time and time again, and he's been sick. You know, how has this whole thing, like, how do you really reflect on how much growth you've had since, like, really being in the community in the beginning to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, when I heard uh, about his passing, I was like, whoa, it was, it was kind of a trip, because, I mean, I knew he had issues, and, and with drinking, and he had his pancreas removed, and all this stuff, and when I had met him, we played with him, like, back in 2011, and, like, he did have this kind of, like, dark, sort of, heaviness energy um you know so i was i was taken aback but i'm not surprised yeah and i mean by that is that if you think about it it's so outside of the realm of like what's natural to humans you know to be glorified because your music's amazing his music is amazing it was so good and to be put in that light where you're just like this like this idol and you are put on a pedestal and people don't treat you like a, just a regular human. Like they either want something from you or like, you're just like this, this icon you end up being in these environments that are just so out of alignment with like with your human nature, right? Bouts of isolation, depression, lots of substances, dark energy, so much traveling, like insane amounts of traveling. Your sleep schedule's fucked. You have no sort of amount of, uh, like consistency of diet and sleep it's just a recipe for disaster absolutely and then people are just constantly trying to feed you drugs and and alcohol and you know girls want to sleep with you it's just it's dark and it's no wonder why a lot of these you know djs and people are speaking out about the the challenges and the dangers of that industry you know and yeah. it's also so passionate about serving that 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 market you know i hear you yeah, I'm actually going back in and uh, serving uh, top top 50 DJs. Like that's my thing right now, and I'm really passionate about it because the conversation. Thank you. Had- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the conversations I've had with with some of these guys is like there's no one for them to talk to about it, nor does anyone have the tools, nor someone that's been through it. And I've, I, what really hit me in meditation was like in terms of like world impact, which is what you're after and what I'm after and like helping to initiate change, what better way than to help these influencers activate and align and use their music as a platform to consciously. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. To like, to be bigger than their music and just be a force of like good in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like before they can do that, they have to get right within in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then it's projected out and it's just their natural radiance and, of who they are. And that's something that I, I tapped into a couple times with meditation too, to help support. Um, Cause you know, I've been, I've been having a lot of uh, strong, like vivid images of me interviewing DJs. Like I, when I used to, and just like being in those spaces and seeing how I am contributing in a way now 
where I'm teaching at these festivals and holding space in that way. Um, bringing Kundalini yoga and sound healing and also bringing like my friends, Feather and Dot that I DJ with, they make mantra, electronic mantra music, but they also have very much of that very Burning Man, like um, tribal house kind of very um, grounding kind of vibe. And so we've created this whole ascension thing that is really helping people just like get back to awaken that life force within because there are so many blocks that not and not just specifically in the community, but as a whole, as like society that we have that are stuck in that lower triangle too, which are, you know, because if you think about it, you're, when you're done with school, that is literally when you're out of college, that is the, the end of your sacral, your solar plexus being developed. And then the heart starts being developed like around 22. So that foundation that you are building your life on is literally, it really starts to kick off after college because you're in that space and that's the foundation, the lower triangle. If the lower triangle is not balanced, you cannot live in your heart space. So if we are constantly holding on to so much grief and sorrow and depression and um, disappointment and all those things from those years when we don't even know who the fuck we really are and we're still holding on to that, that's going to be bleeding into our future, into our work, into our art, into our existence. And so I really appreciate the work you're doing. And I think that was the other thing too, is that so many of these DJs now that are like thirties and stuff that were doing it, they started when they were like 20 because you could have been a musician at like traveling the world at like 23, you know, and like doing the thing and you don't know who you are. It's just all shiny. Totally. Yeah, and what a great place. I mean, I can speak to this because this is kind of an experience I have, and I know I know it's the same way in the industry, but for a lot of these guys, like, think about Avicii. Like, to be that good at making electronic music, you have to spend a lot of time holed up in a little base, in a little studio basement with not being social. And there's a lot of this thing that happens, I feel like, where these kind of socially, I mean, this is a little... Socially awkward? <laughs> hyperbole here but these socially inept kind of like computer nerds who make really yeah. good music get thrown out into this rock star thing and it's like you're glorified and there's alcohol and it's like oh cool like i'm insecure but like if i be this thing then i can be like loved you know it's like i'm loved when i'm this performer person yeah but if there's still a lot of that trauma in the lower triangle yeah and that's the other thing too is that uh, we are living in a time where we're not supposed to be in isolation. We are supposed to be in communities and we are supposed to be here gathering. We're supposed to be connecting with each other. So the more we isolate, that's something I'm really realizing a lot being in Joshua Tree, like the isolation that I'm like, whoa, I can't do this for too long. I need to make sure I am going back and forth to either LA or San Diego or just like wherever and like see people. Granted, I'm building a community here, but um, being a kapha, like I can't get too, I have to have fire to like really help use that fuel and to still be active and things like that. And so I love what you guys are doing with man cave too, and how you're really creating this like sacred container and the sacred space for men to be able to express and to connect. Because again, like it's been such a taboo and recent cultures. It's so not what it was like from the ancestors, like there were rites of passage and there were the rituals and the gatherings and things like that. But, through modern era that was like 
everyone kind of isolated and was like, there, are, there aren't those, those rites of passages and those rituals like there used to be. And even those are shifting now. So what has been your experience or what was the call that you guys really heard to really start to create Man Cave and to hold this space and to allow men to feel like not only are they seen and not only are they heard, but that they're supported and that they can express who they are and cry if they need to and all the juiciness that is okay to be human. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great question and it came from within. You know, like for my journey and seeing what I was able to, it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then you're like, holy crap, like, wow, this has been so impactful for me. And I, there's so many people who, who could use this or who are asking for it, but don't know where to go. And so when Preston, Preston smiles, it's, it's, he's the one who created the program. Um, and we are building this together. And when he put out the call about what it was and for the men, what the structure was going to be like an online program for men to really lean into the inner work and support each other in this conscious brotherhood. I'm like, dude, I'm there for that. How can I support? And like, you know, the other coaches who came in as well, like we're all on the same mission to really bring this out into the world. And uh, I'll share this with you. I uh, can't talk about, about a lot of what's in the program, but one of the first calls we do when all the men get together on the zoom call, we have guys from Australia, the UK, America, like all over the world. 50 of us are all on this Zoom call, looking at each other's faces. It's the first time we're really getting to know each other. And we start talking about, if you really knew me, you would know. And men share things in that call that they've maybe never told anybody for the first time. They've been caring for years. And the coaches start off leading by example. And we go deep and like full on. And it's just, everyone gets inspired. The momentum builds and builds. And by the end of it, I swear, if we did nothing else in that program, I would walk away from that program feeling it was a success because the amount of openness and like the, the transmuting of shame or guilt or fear or isolation or aloneness is so powerful and so palpable that these men, there's life before that and there's life after it just to see like, because men, one of the things that we're programmed with is that we need to carry it on our own and that certain things are not okay to share. And so that just doors and holds. And then we, we, we end up, passing that pain on to people whether that's like you know like the me too stuff that came out like there's just all these things that like are toxic masculinity that come from the root of just not being in community with other men who've got your back and who you can share these things and process with so it's been a powerful uh, powerful program and we've gone through two and we're launching our third one uh at the beginning of may and it's just this is medicine that needs to get out to the entire world and that's the plan Oh, that's why I was like, uh, I need a Ryan on the podcast to talk about this. And I was laughing earlier because I was literally just having this conversation with my, one of my girlfriends before I jumped on this call, how so many men are afraid to ask for help. Oh yeah. Me too. I am. Yeah. Because they feel like they need to be macho or like the strong one. And like, they're afraid to be vulnerable and share like, Hey, I need help. Yeah, vulnerable to ask for help, especially if you can be rejected, you know? Yeah, so that's even a lot of core root, like core pain, core trauma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you as men, we go through these experiences where we're like, we, we are vulnerable when we're a kid or we, we do something that, you know, we get like shamed or 
or guilt or whatever it is. And then we just stop doing that forever more after that. Which is why I, I feel like even our generation is waiting longer to have children too, is because we are just really making sure like we have our shit together and it's not some kind of system like, Oh, because I reached this stage, I'm supposed to have a kid now. It's yeah. like, no, I need to like, really feel really solid with who I am before I can bring in this kid. And even just like clear ancestral karma or anything that may have been kind of a program that we grew up with unconsciously or consciously. Yep. And, and to be clear, not everyone's doing that, but mm -hmm. in our bubble for sure. And yeah. I, and I, and I believe that what's really cool about technology and the internet is that we're all tapped into this like collective hive mind. And so, I think a lot of the younger generation is starting to see from people like us sharing our story or, or on Instagram or whatever, the realness behind the advertising, behind the like cultural conditioning of like, oh yeah, partying and drinking is the shit. And like, fucking get a bunch of money and drive a Bentley. It's like, people are like, hey, I did that and it's not that cool and I was actually miserable. Now I sold my shit and I'm living in a van. Dope. <laughs> get out of here with that, you know? <laughs> Let me and tell you your experience. It's not that cool. Yeah, and and yeah, for my me tell you myself, right? And like, and here's the thing: is that here's the here's the thing: is that uh, you know, that we the reason why I feel like the reason why the younger generation and ourselves included um, are so passionate about living with purpose and uh, making an impact is. You know, in, in terms of like a balanced system, if you call the world a balanced system, anytime something goes out of alignment or out of harmony, other pockets need to adjust to keep the balance. Mm -hmm. And just you can just feel that just the earth needs a shift. And that's why so many of us are showing up and are like, or even young kids are like, hey, I don't know why, but I really want to be a healer or I want to serve or I want to like do this thing with plastic in the ocean. Right? It's just like it's loud and clear in all of our faces what needs to be done. Dude, can, like, I look at these 21-year-olds now that are, like, so in tune. I was like, fuck, dude, if I had that knowledge at 21, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but at the same time, like, all of it has been perfect. It's all unfolded as it should. But, like, there are these kids, and, like, that's the other thing, too, is that so many of these kids are from a whole new fucking millennia. Like, these are, like, kids from a new millennia. Straight up. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to the future, especially as like the old systems like die out. Yeah. Cause there's definitely like two stories that are going on right now. There's one that's like really, really dark and like really intense and really like reptilian, like intense, lower frequency vibrational. And then there's one where it's like, dude, the light is winning and there is community happening. There is love really coming at the forefront, really guiding Things are shifting to be in alignment with benevolent truth. There's like these two stories. And then we also have the choice as to what we are able to believe. I think that's like we're holding so much space for our parents and their generation too. Yeah, I'd like to maybe speak to that. Um, yeah. Just share my, my take on it. Um, you know, I went through a, a kind of a dark period in my awakening where I was like learning about reptilian overlords and fucking like the black hole on youtube of like conspiracy theories and all that <laughs> yeah. i was like it was crazy it was fucking crazy and like there's some really cool stuff and fascinating stuff in there and then i realized that like wait a minute this is like a lot of fear mm -hmm. that i'm like, holding on to and creating these stories about and it actually has no basis in my reality and if we're creating our reality 
and it all comes from consciousness and I am the one, right? Then like, it's just a figment. It's just an illusion. It's just this piece. And like, what can I actually focus on and create? And I feel like the dark story and the light story are two sides of the same coin. It's all part mm -hmm. of the oneness. Mm -hmm. Whatever we put our focus on is what we will see and, and, and get and be reflected back. So mm. based, just like I feel like you are, where it's like we're focusing on the light and I can, I, can, I can look at the perspective of the darkness or of the systems in our society that are not- The absence of light? Yeah, I can see it for what it is. Like if they're doing their best, with what they're given, what they have, and everyone at the very end of the day is doing the best they can. They all think they're making the best decision. And just because it's not ours, it's okay. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's where you just, that's an opportunity for you to see how much you've grown and you are like, may you be blessed. That's like my favorite, like just bless. I Like there's nothing I can do. Like everyone's going to have to figure it out on their own, which is part of what I've had to really heal is that martyrdom. Like yeah. I'm the one that's going to fix everything. It's me that like Messiah complex stuff, you know, yeah. that you have when you first really start on this awakening path. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm the one. It's me. And then I'm like, that is way too much to put on my fucking plate. One, two, like, no, I want to live my life and I'm going to choose to live my life. But it's, I appreciate the people out there who I'm collaborating with that are like doing the work in a way of just like being integrity, being in integrity and like being able to hold space and being able to be compassionate and being able to be love and recognize when those people are thinking in that mindset, like, Oh, I'm so, I, I'm, I feel for them. Like the compassion, right. And it's like, Oh, I'm so oh, sad. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, holding them in love. And I, and here's yeah. the thing too, is that like, nothing's broken. Yeah. Person's broken and the world's not broken. It doesn't need to be fixed or saved. I believe. Yeah. It's perfect, and it's all part of its journey of evolution, right? You don't look at the like acorn sprout and go, oh, it's broken. It's not, it's not this acorn tree. It's just a part of the, it's a snapshot of the journey. And like, yeah, yeah we have plastic, we have a plastic situation on the planet and it's all good. It's, it's pulling out parts of our character for us to like see what we value about the earth and like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, ritual, we're missing ritual in our culture. It's like, oh yeah, we forgot. Let's, let's do that again. You know? <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's just a, like a Snapchat to see, like, okay, this is what has been going. We have an opportunity to choose again. So how are 100%. you? Hundred percent. And I and I look forward to the day when our grandkids are looking at pictures of our society and being like, I can't believe you guys used to sit in traffic for four hours <laughs> driving your own car, <laughs> and you go to the bar and drink alcohol and like think it was okay to drive it, and like you dug up this black shit from the earth and like powered your car because you didn't know where you were going to get energy from but there's a fucking sun in the sky <laughs> all the time and it's free are you fucking kidding it's already like, happening i know they're gonna be like i know like oh i know, I know. Yeah, yeah humans they're so funny evolution baby yeah Beautiful. for sure i was just telling one of my girlfriends i was like honestly like i feel so grateful to be alive during this time and to be like in the age that I am during this shift and this time. Cause I'm like in my Saturn return. So I'm just seeing what isn't working anymore. And I'm just like, bye bitch. Like this is changing. Like cool. 
You served its purpose. Thank you for giving me the grit and for allowing me to be the sage and to like be that owl medicine of the wisdom because I can, I know both sides and that's the Gemini in me. I'm mutable. I'm able to see both sides of the coin to recognize it's the coin. I don't, it's beautiful. It's great. But at the same time, it's like being able to have that awareness of what you allow in and being like, uh, no, thank you. May you be blessed. Yep. Yep. That's your, you're finding your unique medicine. Yeah. And I just keep seeing this Merkaba around me, which is 60, 60s uh, sacred geometry. So getting out of the trap of 5D consciousness because there are actually higher dimensions that we can live in. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to hang out more in 60 and focus more with sacred geometry and then also working with sound and other things. And that's why life has been lighter too is just because i'm just trusting fill me in but but with what what's the what's the difference between 60 and 5d like what am i what so 60 is sacred geometry so you are using codes it's like codes yeah but what does that like mean like in this human experience? 5d 5d is the unity consciousness but that's been a trap it's a trap that everyone thinks like this is that's like reaching attainment is like attaining to 5d consciousness no, it's higher. There are higher levels to go. Because then if you're only at 5D, you're stopping yourself from continuing to evolve higher and yeah. to ascend higher. Well, then obviously there's a 7D and an 8D. In there it. is. Yes, there's up to 13. There's, there's now discovery. You're telling me the universe capped itself at 13. Bullshit. No way. <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> universe Infinite. is like, oh, no, 13 well, is good. Now they're recognizing that there is higher dimensions. There was for so long teaching about 12. But now we're seeing that there's more and more being yeah. Uh, discovered. Yeah, no, are you kidding? This is a fucking infinite place. Like, yeah, yeah. no, no, fuck that. No, for sure. Okay, Taylor, like 13, like we're at like 25, 30, <laughs> 35. And then we realize, wait, it's all just a fucking story in our consciousness. Yeah, what a great thing to realize. Like, oh my God, we're all storytellers. We are all just trying to figure out what the fuck this thing is called life and how we are grasping our consciousness around it and being like, this is it. And it's like, mm, is it? Mm, yeah. Is it? Cause then there'll be a curveball where it's like, Oh, I'm waking up even more than I thought. Hey, if you could, if you could uh, go back and tell like Sabrina uh, at TJ mansion in college, like one thing, what would you tell her? Um, that you aren't alone, that you aren't alone and that you are tapped into something that you've always been tapped into and to not dim your light just because the people around you aren't at that frequency. Hell yeah. What would you tell Ryan? I would say, uh, you got this, like, it's going to be, a, your, the journey's going to be unpredictable but it's gonna take you some wild places and don't change a single thing mm. yeah i just like i said i just keep visualizing um oh it makes me choked up um i just keep visualizing me having my difficult lsd trip and you and me were standing in the far back of sahara at the sahara stage at coachella and i remember just looking at you and you were like yeah we got this and i was just like so in my head and in my own neuroses, I was so seeing what was happening of like these very dark energies and these dark forces and within myself that I have neglected like the love in myself and also in the world 
Um, Cause I just remember seeing all the trash on the floor and seeing how everyone was like, so disrespecting Mama Gaia and like, I was like, there was things that people wanted me to do, but it wasn't like in integrity with what I was feeling. And I just remember like, I was alone that whole day. But then there was a moment where I was like, I looked over and you're just standing there next to me. And that was the first time I felt like, oh my God, like I'm not alone in this. <laughs> and it, I've been thinking a lot about it because um, my six year was, uh, my six years since that trip was the night of the exorcism that I had. And, you know, Coachella was just this last weekend and Coachella was the place that I first went to that really, I found electronic music. I found myself. I really found myself. So it's very uh, potent time for me to really reflect on the amount of progress I have made, the people who are in my life and the people who are no longer in my life and still appreciating them for the season that they contributed to me. But um, of all, like, of the handful of human beings that are in my life that I am still in this world with that I feel very connected to, um, that understand and know me from my past and you being in that, like, I just, I'm just so, um, grateful and like humbled and so proud of you to see your evolution and to like, see that we're doing this together and that I don't have to do it all my, by myself. <laughs> I felt like that for so long like oh my god none of these people fucking understand what I'm seeing no one knows what I'm going through I love these people so much but like we are on different fucking frequencies and different wavelengths but like the fact that like I have you who's like probably of all the people that I went to Chapman with or is probably the only one who's really like on my level in this world that I still talk to that is like doing this work with me so I just wanted to say thank you for that because it's so much of my solar plexus, Manipura healing from that, just really, just, I'm just so grateful. And um, I'm just really honored to see your evolution because I know there's a couple of us and that like I look at and I can tell there's a moment where we're all like, in our heads, we're like, what the fuck are we doing? But we're still doing it. Mm. Yeah, I'll never forget when I, when I, when I um, discovered what you'd been through. It was like, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize and I, I, I found, I don't know how it came into my experience, but I was just like, oh my goodness, like, no way. Like, and I was so excited because same thing. It was like, we're on the same team. Like, let's connect about that. You know, it's like so exciting. Yeah. So I just really wanted to share that because um, I know, like, I, again, I can't do this by myself. And um, the work that you're doing and working with a lot of other really strong, powerful men to hold space for men, it gives me so much um, hope and optimism and uh, reassurance that things are truly shifting for the good and things are really evolving in a way that is perfect. It's all perfect. This is, this is, this is how it's had to unfold. This is how the steps have had to show up to get to this space and to what, where we're going. Oh yeah. And that's a, a beautiful reminder, not just personally in the microcosm, but in the macro of, you know, contrast is such a beautiful teacher. Yeah. Like we wish it could just be what we want, but it's like having what we don't want for so long and the pain of that makes us really understand what we do want and appreciate the having what we want. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to see that like you're, you're going to like really be, you are supporting men to understand, to like heal that 
relationship because like I'm so I do not believe in the future is female movement I don't believe in it at all um, because then we're just swinging the pendulum of the complete opposite direction of the patriarchy of what it was um, I do believe the future is all-inclusive I've said this time and time again and we can't be ignoring or denying anyone totally anyone because then you are just part of the problem and that idea of separation is just a false illusion. Yeah, it's like um, the same thing. Once again, the microcosm, macrocosm, it's like operating from incompleteness instead of completeness. You know, like all those pieces that are ignored, whether they're people or races or uh, sexual orientations, all that stuff, like they all have a superpower to add to the collective. But if they're shunned and they can't add to the, to the collective, yeah oh we're fucking ourselves you're you're missing the point of what this experience of life is about yeah like you don't go into the amazon rainforest and you're like this is all beautiful except for these green plants over here these aren't okay and let's point at them and say that they're not allowed here and make a big fuss and, you know what i mean yeah okay what a beautiful analogy yes what 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 are you talking about it was amazing that was a what great analogy that what's allowed to be there and what's not allowed to be there <laughs> Oh, I love you. Yeah. So, um, oh, I love you so much. Okay, so um, I want to ask a few lightning round questions that I like yeah. to ask at the end of each of my episodes. Um, what would you say are some of your strong spirit guides right now? Ooh. Um, so I've never been one to identify with spirit guides, um, but I would say Mother Nature and... Mother Nature and contrast. Mm, yes. Yeah, contrast with my my lower self, uh, living things out and realizing it's not serving me. Mm, yes. Okay, what would you say is the one book that completely changed the trajectory of your life? Great question. Um, I love, it's a classic, The Power of Now, right? Yeah! I remember reading that, it was on my I think John Goshen gave it to me in, in college or his mom gave it to him and he didn't read it. It was on my toilet. Remember, remember thumbing through it and we're going like, what is this guy? Like I was trying to understand, but I was like, what is he talking about? And then I read that book like seven or eight times at this point, And I, it's one of my favorites. It really just drops me into that like existential present consciousness. Did you know how I found the power of now? I don't think I told you. I was in Thailand with Taylor O'Sullivan and it was it was in the hostel because you know like at hostels a whole bunch of people leave their books totally i got the australian copy of the power of now before my 24th birthday that's amazing what a gift <laughs> and i read it on the whole train going up to lao like the night train and i was with taylor yeah what was your what was your initial reaction as you were digesting it um my initial reaction was like, oh my God. Like I was feeling a lot of shifts in my life. It was just a lot of shifts and a lot of things. Cause that was like, um, like, mm, let's see, that was in May. So it was about like 10 months, nine months since I was struck by lightning. Um, so uh, it was a lot. You were struck. I always forget that for some reason. And every time you say it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's right. What a, 
like wow what a fucking journey yeah dude it's that's why like having this conversation with you and like i'm saying like i like i see you i see what you've gone through and i know you see like my shift fuck like if you guys even knew me when i was in school i mean i was like obnoxious and i was the stoner who would just bring weed everywhere and just like hey let's blaze it up like I got yeah. the weed. What do we eat at? I got the weed. We got a we got a five foot bong here. Like, hey, <laughs> like, yeah, like uh, <laughs> yeah, you're like this like loud like sort of like um like a loud personality that like want like I don't know how to describe it. Like it was almost like you're part of the mob or something. Which I admit that might be sensitive. I know that that some of that might be true. So, <laughs> but you told me I'm on, I'm on the love mob. Now you're on the love mob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I love you so much. By the way, we keep me talking about this TJ Mansion. It was our friend's house that was like the sickest house near school, but it was the only house that the parties never got broken up. Yeah, it was legit. <laughs> Shout out to Orange for holding space for all of our shenanigans. Yeah, thank you, Orange. Thank you, Chapman. Um, yeah, I used to make dinner there like every week, and like we'd watch movies, and it was baller. That- that the house was baller. Ryan would bring the decks and he'd DJ and yeah. That's right. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Lucas. Shout out to Alex Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay. So um, we've been talking so much about younger selves. What is another thing you would say to younger Ryan today? I, I really come from like the only thing I'd ever say, and it's the same thing I said before is like, it's just like encouragement of like you got this like keep keep listening to your intuition and trusting yourself because like I don't believe in going back and telling him to do something different because mm-hmm. it's all served me and led me to here um but I just want to let him know that it all works out and that when I listen to my 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 intuition everything always goes right not right but it feels better it feels aligned yeah that way mm, yeah yes. so what is um one thing you would like to see as a result of man cave happen in the world? I would love for there to be, well, yeah, I would just love for there to be some sort of program that men around the world uh, can look to and see as a sort of foundational training program to equip them to show up better for themselves, their partners, their friends, their family, and the world at large, you know? like a standardized sort of thing that they can like lean into because I feel like it's, that's kind of missing. Mm. And more that, I just want men to feel supported and in community with one another mm. in, an authentic, in an authentic way. I'm just feeling that right now. That's so beautiful. I, I pray for that. And I hold yeah. that vision. What's, what's been really powerful is that, um, you know men have expressed that having just the container of men to come into and to and to process through your stuff with 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 men who get you and who have your best interests at heart it's so powerful and so healing and it also enables you to to be such a more powerful partner because a lot of especially in conscious relationships i went through this you you're so in the work and about doing the work that you end up processing everything with your partner and it kind of like kills the polarity and you're just like muddying up the space. And what's been powerful is like, if you have able to process it with your, with your boys, 
consciousness men, uh, you can go back into the relationship and actually be a really powerful like partner for your woman. And you don't need her to like hold space for you necessarily. Because women will say that. They're like, oh, I want him to share my feelings, his feelings with me, all this stuff. And yes, that's kind of true. And at the end of the day, what you really want is you want your man to be able to show up powerfully for the both of you. And if he can do that by exposing parts of himself with his, his, his man, he doesn't have to do that with you. It actually serves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why even with women too, it's like they, women need more women that they can share with too so that the partners can come together as strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing that so much right now. And uh, my prayer is that, you know, more conscious men find their tribe of conscious men to support each other um, to go into that space because it's important for relationships today. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So thank you for doing that work. Um, Okay, so... If there is one thing you wanted to share that we haven't really hit yet, what would it be uh, that you would want the audience and whoever's listening to hear? No matter what you're going through um, or how uh, tough it might feel or how alone you might feel in your own journey and your work, just know that at the core of it all, we're all going through the same human experience. The content of our lives is vastly different but the base emotions and the feelings we all share are the same. And no matter what community I drop into or what workshop or authentic relating circle and what part of the world, it's all the same shit. Like no one has it figured out. Everyone's doing the best they can. Everyone's going through some really tough shit. And for those of us who are brave enough to open up about it and talk about it, that is the most healing and connecting work one can do. Mm, yes 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 okay so um where can we find you where can we learn about more about man cave tell about the special offer cool yeah Yeah. so man cave if for those of you who are um who are men who are listening or even if you're a woman and you know a man who would benefit from this work uh, we're about to launch our third round of man cave on march sorry may 12th applications close on may 7th i believe and so if you want to check that out see what it's about see if it's a fit for you i'd go to the link that we're going to share in the show um, notes in this transcript right yeah in the show notes mm-hmm. is that right sabrina yes okay cool so there'll be a link in there and if you use the code that's attached you can save yourself 150 bucks um, and you can also that'll also go to supporting the sovereign society podcast so it's a win-win-win yeah. Um, so that's really cool get involved with that and then for those of you who want to just follow my journey and see what i'm about especially as i start to share more content and you know share my i like i like to share my journeys and my travels and i do a lot of lives around concepts and just kind of share nuggets you can find me on instagram at soul s-o-u-l underscore panther the evolution yeah from sex panther to soul panther. <laughs> <laughs> good it's too good Oh, the evolution of this man. Ryan is one of my favorite people on the planet. Like, real talk. Not just because I'm, like, on the phone with him right now. He's He's been one of my favorite people on the planet. So, when he was like, yeah, let's do this podcast. This was even before I was, like, really thinking about changing the name and really bringing the men on. I was like, 
oh, it's a good idea. I don't know if I was limiting myself before just being a sovereign goddess. I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to fucking play small. Like I want to have dope ass conscious cosmic dudes on here. So it's happening. So thank you for being you. Thank you for going down memory lane with me and for showing up in such a beautiful way for so many men and for the evolution of humanity and the work you're doing and i just appreciate you and i honor you and i love you from the bottom of my heart i love you so much and i'm so excited to see how this journey is continuing to unfold for us because we've we've been through it we've been through it and we're just starting and we're just scratching the surface a hundred percent. Yeah. It's been a pleasure and an honor and uh, so fun to just kind of like, we, we haven't had the experience to drop in for like an hour and really start to connect all the dots and, and to kind of like align our codes and see like where our realities are kind of, you know? Yeah. So that was really cool. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. Go check out Man Cave. Check out Ryan. Um, if you loved this interview and this conversation, leave a review on iTunes. I'm giving away my free Sadhana ebook. It's valued at $39 to help you start to cultivate daily practices to start to align and activate to your fullest and most authentic potential. And yes. Yes, and your reviews help bring us up. And so thank you for the love. Share it with, your, with the men in your life that just really need to hear that they aren't alone and that they've got this and everything else of whatever inspired you, please feel free to share with us. We're super stoked to have you here. And thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Sure. I want to hear um, if you're listening to this part, you've made this part, write your biggest takeaway from this uh, podcast in the comments. I'd love to just see what that is for each of you. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, share your biggest takeaway. What was the big aha you had? And you can leave that on my website at sabritarichio.com. And so the links for the show notes are also in that where you can keep it going or share on Facebook or also join the Sovereign Society Facebook group. It got that going on and that's been super fun too. So thank you everyone and we'll see you soon. Love you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you want to join our private Facebook group for behind the scenes footage, conversations about the episodes, insight, and so much more, visit the link in the show notes and sign up today. If you love this episode, feel free to leave a review and share with us why you love the Sovereign Society podcast. And guess what? If you send your review and send your little screenshot of your review over to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru, You'll receive my free sadhana guide to help you cultivate your daily rituals as you go forth and radiate your authentic radness out in the world. Thank you so much for listening. Share with your friends. Leave us a review. And thank you for helping build this community so that together we may rise up and create and experience a world far beyond our wildest dreams. Have a great one.